You are now listening to an uncut, unedited version of the recording after the latest episode of the You Run Podcast Horror Movie Review. Feeling smug? Always. More so now than ever. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely devastated. I can't believe you found a link. You must have seen this coming. You must have known. You give me an opportunity. You must have known I was going to take it. I know The Shining inside out. And when I made that off-the-cuff remark when we recorded, was it X? It was X. Yeah, when we recorded X yeah. and I made that off-the-cuff remark, after that, I went and checked. I covered my ass. I watched The Shining and I dragged myself through that absolute drosh dog shit movie H4 <laughs> to check that there were no links. I googled the shit out of both and I couldn't find anything. How happy are you now that you get to watch it again though? <laughs> <laughs> hey, but the thing is, the thing is, we're not going to talk about Halloween 4 now because I am <laughs> going to save it. I'm going to save it. I'm going to save the moment. I'm going to, I'm going to embrace the episode and talk wholeheartedly about Halloween 4 for Probably for as long as I can drag you out before you call time. Do you know what? I don't even know if I can lead the episode because it's just going to be me pissing you off for the entire episode. If I lead it, you might have to take it. I, I might lead it. I might take charge on this one, actually. I might take charge. And then if you feel you need to counteract or you need to piss on my bonfire in any way, I'll be ready for you. <laughs> I'm going to piss on your bonfire. Yeah, I, I th- Right. OK. Yeah. OK. Next week you can you can take the lead. You can do all the research. You can do all the all the donkey work bit, and I can I can watch the film. Man, research donkey work. Man, I live and breathe Halloween for this shit's a breeze <laughs> for me now. So what you're it's saying? Be the easiest episode I've done. <laughs> so what you're saying is we could do it now, including facts and everything. You could just rattle through it straight away. I love it that much. I do love it that much. Yes. Ah, oh, that, that, that's depressing. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> Anything else? Right. What we got coming up? We've got we've got bodies, bodies, bodies. Do you What's know that? much about bodies, bodies, bodies? No, never heard of it. Uh, it's the new A twenty four film slasher film. Actually, it's a slasher film. I'm from the trailer. What I can gather, I don't want to necessarily say it's a spoof. Um, I say that spoof with MTH, and that was weird. A spoof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, don't know why I did that. That was strange. Um, it's it's like I don't want to say it's a spoof, like a scary movie slasher spoof, but it's like a slasher comedy. It's got um, what's the dude who's just hooked up with the Kardashian? I talk about Kardashian. Oh, like, um, like, uh, oh, I can't. Pete Davidson. Pete Saturday Day- Night Live. Yeah, yeah the, he's great. Yeah. He's fucking funny as fuck, man. He's, he's stand-up stuff. He's yeah, the, yeah, he's he's the one who's um, banging Kanye's wife and rubbing Kanye's nose in it. Yeah, and that guy. stand-up jokes about it. He's, he's a brave man. It's a good job he's not kicking about in the two-pack of Biggie area because he would have been shot down by now. <laughs> <laughs> what you're saying is rappers have gone soft from the 90s when we used to listen. Yeah, rappers have gone soft massively from when we were we were listening. 50, sh- 50 Cent got shot by Dr. Loomis nine times and he's still kicking about. I mean, I don't know what's going on with these guys these days. But the thing is, it, it's changed a lot. So I used to, when I was, there was a point in my life when I hit that, I love Tupac. And you either love Tupac or you love Biggie. There was no in-between. Um, See, I was on the Biggie fence. I don't oh, get me wrong. I'm, I'm an adult now, so I can appreciate all the of movie uh, of music. But back then, you picked a side. 
you was yeah. one or the other. And that was the first time. So you see it all the time now with like Eminem and Machine Gun Kelly and Eminem and is, it's always Eminem and someone. It's always Eminem. Yeah, and he needs to retire, man. I like Eminem a lot, but he... he He's 50 now, 50 plus. I'm, I'm, I'm bored of that shit now, man. Yeah, I'm bored of that... his accents with his raps and his stupid shit, man. I, I think he needs to just... But yeah. where do you stand with the like the whole latest trend of mumble rap? And I mean, I'm a, I like, like <laughs> rap music. Yeah, yeah, I like rap music, but I like, I like rap music. I'm you mean when they about... actually used to use words? Yeah, I'm not talking about the category of rap. I'm talking about rap music. I'm talking Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Buster Rhymes, Exhibit, you know. I'm talking Buster, Buster, Buster Rhymes lives very close to the edge of mumbling rap as well. Yeah, he does, but he's he's actually very skilled and what yeah, he does. Yeah, he's, he's, he's still... He's not le- just mumbling, leg- he's still... No, is legible the word? He's still legible. <laughs> Illegible, I think, is the one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's... he's his career took a path at a downfall at Halloween Resurrection, but hopefully we never have to talk about that on the show. However, <laughs> that is sort of the era of when rap was 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 good and decent so, and solid. I remember the first sort of like call out track I've ever heard. Like as I say, Eminem does it all the time now. The first one I ever heard was Tupac, and it was Hit 'Em Up, and he opens yeah. Hit 'Em Up with. I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker. And I I remember being like 15 and just like jaw on the floor going, this guy is amazing. Yeah, he didn't end well for him for doing that though, did it? It really did. (laughs) The other cool one was well, the the one that I was sort of more my era was the 50 Cent and Ja Rule one. When they did the whole, and then Eminem and Dr. Dre got involved and stuff like that. And they did that. That big massive collaboration track on, on taking him down. They, they, they actually absolutely destroy his career doing so as well. But these days, man, it's all just fucking. It's all just for whatever sells, isn't it? Yeah, it's just whatever sells, really. And yeah, I feel like I, a lot of it stays. Whereas back in the day, it wasn't a case of we're in the spotlight and this is it. They were still people living and, and actually doing these. Like they weren't, they weren't singing about pretentious lives that they that they they claim to have like these people actually lived these lives back in the day when when all this stuff came out and you had the old nwa and ice cube leaving and you had the ice cube diss track coming at nwa and like when it all started properly you know like you don't get that anymore everything feels very fabricated to sell records and it's just all fucking stupid man i ain't listened to that shit for 10 15 years man i still listen to i still listen to Dr. Dre 2001 album. <laughs> That's how old school I am with my rap records. Yeah, see, I, I think, I, I don't know if it's a thing. See, you, you're younger than me, but we grew up almost kind of parallel. So we had our, so I went through school, I had my rock phase, which was kind of influenced by my parents. That was the music they listened to. And then in turn, I did. And then that led me into like the grungy world of Nirvana and, and things like that. And then from there, I hit an age where all of a sudden the, the long hair went. I had like clean cut hair. I was always smartly dressed. And then I started listening to rap. And then I started wearing moody gold chains. And then you started hanging out at the park, drinking cider and listening to Scooter, are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> I still have Scooter on one of my playlists on my Spotify. I won't lie. <laughs> You see, although you are ever so slightly older than me, we we I feel like we have a very similar sort of upbringing and background in terms. I feel like I was a bit 
ahead in, gen in terms of generations with my music taste and stuff like that. Yeah, I I don't know. My music taste now is so bizarre. So I listen to everything. At the moment, I really, really like an artist called Lindsay Sterling. Have you ever heard of her? No. So she plays classical violin. But she plays classical violin over heavy metal tracks and like heavy trance and dubstep stuff. She oh. is the most talented person I've ever seen. So if you watch, if you listen to what she does, it's great. But if you then watch what she does, she will do on her live stage shows. She'll be on a trapeze upside down playing the violin. And then she'll get down from the trapeze and she'll do like full on, like proper, really hard street dance while playing the violin. It's fucking incredible. Uh, you see, I've hit a point. I mean, send me that. I would like to check that out. Send me the link for some of that on YouTube or something later, and I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. But I've hit a point in, in my life now where, where I am the superior musical knowledge within the vicinity of people I hang around with. So my, I, I have reached a peak now. So anything new that comes out, I am, I'm very snobbery towards. So I'm like, I listen to stuff from from back in the day i say back in the day like we're talking black and white and I'm, I'm saying like i listen to like pink floyd guns and roses you know the the older uh, stones and uh, rolling stones etc but i also listen to things where i hit a point in my life where that was my niche that was what i really really enjoyed and that is something that i will follow through now for the rest of my life so i'm like talking ben howard frank turner um jose gonzalez Damian rice you know, they, they're sort of acoustic in your feels, if you will, kind of music that you can yeah. just put on in any situation and just mellow the fuck out. That That's where I'm at with my musical taste right now. And that's, I feel so like I'm at that point where it's been like that for like sort of 10 years now. I've got no <laughs> way out. <laughs> so what would you say, like, what's your go-to track? If you want to listen to a song and you've only got one song to listen to, what are you going for? Anything usually by Fleetwood Mac, but now I've just boasted about Ben Howard. I'm going to say Ben Howard, Old Pine. If you listen to that track, it's outstanding. See, mine's really obscure, and I go to this a lot. It's on pretty much every playlist I've got created. It's Mr. Blue Sky. Oh, uh, ELO. Fuck yeah. Do you know what, man? I've just recently, we've just bought a CD player, and I was like, I'm doing this <laughs> thing at the moment. You've just bought a CD player? I've it's 2022. Yeah, Have you I been know. on LPs until now? No, man, I know it's, it's a strange, it's a strange thing that I'm doing with my life at the moment where like I'm going back and I'm feeling like, I don't know, I'm very consumed by the whole internet and everything else at the moment. And I feel like everything is, is like streaming and everything. And, and I'm not one for physical collecting. Like I don't own DVDs. I used to, I grew up like having fucking like hundreds a, a full fucking house yeah. full of them. You know, you couldn't move for the stuff. And then I went for a phase of getting rid of everything and selling it all off and and everything was digital and you know you like i mean we spoke you know i'm a retro gamer and i'm, I'm into like um i say that in a very nerdy way and hearing it out loud actually really fucking hurt my soul a little bit <laughs> i mean i'm into retro gaming so like I, I i went for a bit i had everything i had all my old consoles i had it like stuff that i grew up with that i'd always kept and I, and I got rid of the lot just one day i was like oh do you know i'm I think it was when I met my wife and I'm not saying my wife made me get rid of it all, but we'd moved into a smaller <laughs> house and I just didn't have the space for stuff. So I was like, do you know what? I'll just get rid of it. I'll sell everything. Do you know, I'll get rid of a lot. I sold all my DVDs. I sold all my, all my old consoles and games and everything. And I've hit a point now in my life where I'm like, shit, man, I, 
fucking love being able to listen to a CD in entirety because like I have an Alexa in my house and you're like I feel like it's going to go off in my office now I've just said that I have an Alexa in my house I have multiple Alexas in my house and it, it's great you, you you tell her what you want to play and, and, and she'll play it and it's fantastic but it's it's not the same as as physically buying an album and listening to an artist's work from start to finish you know like an album usually tells a story it's not, yeah goes through and it, and and you don't get that when you say Alexa play blah 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 blah. Sorry, I'm really I was expecting, I'm really I was expecting dis- it to kick off. Then. I'm so disappointed you didn't chime in. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting because she's literally right behind the microphone that I'm talking Yeah, see, mine is like directly in front of where I sit and I push the button that makes Alexa go red every time we record. Because I've had a couple of instances where I've I've said something and all of a sudden I see the blue ring go and I was like, no, no. no. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's it. That's it. But it's it's not the same, man. And like, what we did was we bought well, we bought a CD player um, for the house. And then, like, my daughter's doing this thing at the moment where she's getting up at like four o'clock in the morning. It's an absolute nightmare. And like on a Sunday morning, when you're up at four o'clock, nowhere opens till ten, so you can't even whip out and go get a coffee or anything like that. So like, what opens pre? Well, not four o'clock, but when you're talking, you've got up, you've done breakfast, you've got dressed. It's six o'clock in the morning. What do you do at six o'clock in the morning? The only thing I could think to do at six o'clock on a Sunday morning is go to a car boot set. Yeah. So I'll go, I'll go car booting on a, on a Sunday morning if my daughter's been the demon that she is at the moment. And then I was like, oh man, that CD, that CD's awesome. I think the one that set me off on was the Kings of Leon, um, the green one where it's like got the eagle face and it's got the, um, yeah, Cold is that in the, the one Desert that's... song on it. Yeah. Yeah, I think Cold so. in the Desert song on it. And I was like, man, I fucking burnt the shit out of that CD. That was so cool. And then I got home after seeing it randomly on a car boot sale and I was like, Alexa, play, blah, blah, blah. And uh, it just, it didn't feel the same. Do you know what I mean? It didn't, it didn't feel right. So I was like, do you know what? Fuck this, I'm going to buy a CD player. And then <laughs> now I'm car booting like I am. I was like, right, I'll, I'll just fucking start collecting again. I'll start getting all my shit back. I'll start buying all my CDs back. And, and I've just been bombing through car boot sales and stuff and thinking, oh, you can go to people like, oh yeah, you can have like five for 25p. <laughs> I'm walking home with like armfuls of CDs to bring home. My <laughs> wife's like, you do realize we have nowhere to store any of this stuff. Like, yeah, it'll be fine. Don't worry. <laughs> the thing is though, we, we all do that when we get in a relationship or when we move in together with someone. So when me and Lisa moved in, I culled. 50% of my collection of Halloween decorations. Plus, I, I took it down to the bare bits that I would not part with. Yeah, because you're insane with your Halloween stuff, aren't you? Yeah, we go way OTT. And then it was a case of, I, I dialed it all back. And then we done, it must have been a year or so later. So we'd had a Halloween party the first year we were together, but it was everyone dressed up and got pissed. There was no decorations. We might have had like a plastic bat hanging somewhere. Um, and then it was like, oh, well, next year I want it to be bigger. I was like, oh, well, I've still got all the stuff in the loft I've never used. So the following year we brought all that out and we'd done like, it, it was enough to decorate like the living room. And Lisa's like, we need more. And it was like, to me, it was just like the best thing in the world. More? She's like, oh, here, Scott, take this bank card and go go wild. It was very much so. I mean, now we've got we've got everything. We've got a, a life-size Freddy Krueger. We've got a life-size Michael Myers. Um, he's not wearing the H4 mask. We've got a life-size Jason, life-size Jason Voorhees. We've got a witch. We've got a, a fortune teller. 
we've got literally loads now. We had um, a couple of years ago, we've done... You've got the ghost face and stuff as well, haven't you? I've seen the ghost yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, I've got ghost face. Uh, we've done uh, Dead Elvis a couple of years ago. So we've done, on a table, we laid out a table, we laid out Elvis's costume, um, which we filled with bones, because uh, we've got loads of fake bones. I'd love someone to go in my loft. If I ever died and someone went in my loft, they would absolutely shit themselves. As you walk up the door, most of these mannequins are laid facing. <laughs> the loft hatch is great. Um, but Man, yeah, you we... want to be careful with that Elvis one, though. I just I, I listened on the radio the other day and we were saying how they were... Uh... We were trying to cull it and ban it in, in, in Vegas for doing weddings and stuff. You're representing his likeness. Oh, really? so I, I laid out all the bones and stuff, and then I had a projector that projected the face of Elvis Presley onto the skull. That sounds absolutely fucking horrifying. It, it, it was really good, and even better when I put the music behind it. <laughs> so you, you come out, so the projector was on a sensor, so everyone would come out into the conservatory, which is where I record it was, it was over there. As they walked past, the sensor would go off, and Elvis's face was like, I'm going to go, oh, oh, a little bit of conversation. Every single person, the fuck? Are you an Elvis fan? Are you an Elvis fan? I grew up, but my mum was obsessed with Elvis. My sister is still obsessed with Elvis. Uh, my sister's got, uh, if someone stamped the word Graceland on a butt plug, my sister would buy it because it said Graceland on it. Really, she was that dedicated to mm. him. Whereas I, I like him. I think he's incredibly, he was incredibly talented. Some of his music is phenomenal, but he, I wouldn't say he's my go-to. I don't all of a sudden go, hmm, let me listen to Elvis today. It's not my, not my thing. No, because the, the recent Elvis film has just come out. Um, I can't say I've seen it yet. Um, but I do, I do really, really want to see it. And I'm, I'm not a massive Elvis fan. I mean, you can't escape his music. You can't escape his, his, his sound and his, his uniqueness. And, I, and I'm curious to watch the backstory of his life. And the trailer looks phenomenal. And Tom Hanks is in it. And everything he touches yeah. is just fucking gold dust. So it looks really, really, really good. Um, you say that. Tom Hanks honestly hasn't done a Duff movie his entire career. Not one. Uh, let me think. We done this at a weird a party. Do you know what? I have an upset. I have a confession to make. I haven't seen the Burbs. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to share a confession with you now. Neither have I. Have you not? Because people, I, I see this crop up as like a horror film. I don't think it is. Is it? It's like a kids. I, I, I genuinely don't know. I, I've I seen, don't either. I don't I've seen either. loads about it, and I've it's never been one that's ever reached me that I wanted to. I think at one point I may have been somewhere where it was on. I think I've seen bits of it, but I could not I sit. I could not sit here and tell you any details about it at all. Um, I have I have no knowledge about it whatsoever. I don't know what it entails, what the story is, or anything. But I know that Tom Hanks was in a supposed horror film. It's it can't be. A, it, I'm I'm thinking it's more like Hocus Pocus level than anything else. Maybe we need to put it in a poll. See how see how loved it is. Maybe we should be watching it. We should do a poll of. Um, we should do a kid-friendly poll, I think. I think because I feel like it would fall into that kind. So you've got like the Burbs, Hocus Pocus. But if if we do Casper. that, why, why don't we put it later in the year? Put the Burbs in and stick Hocus Pocus two in. Yeah, because we've got Hocus Pocus two coming out this year in September. Have you it seen was the supposed fo- to be Halloween? Yeah, have you seen the photographs of 
the actresses now versus when they done the first one. They look better now than they did then. It's <laughs> fucking do. phenomenal. They do, they do. I'm excited for it. I mean, I say I'm excited for it. I'm very, very apprehensive about, about watching it because I, I love Hocus Pocus. It's an annual Halloween watch for me. I watch it every year without fail. Even just, it's one of them, I can, every Halloween season, as soon as October hits, Hocus Pocus. I watch oh. it to break me into the film season. Yeah. And I'll probably scatter it in multiple times throughout October. And it won't necessarily be on where I'm sat down in the living room watching it, but I'll be like, I'll be cooking tea and I'll have my tablet on the side. I'll, I'll just flick it on, you know? Even yeah. if I watch 20, 30 minutes of it, I'll watch it for, mm-hmm. while I'm cooking tea. I love it. I love it. I, I watch it multiple times. The kids, all, even my youngest kids have seen Hocus Pocus and absolutely love it. it even the bits that, like the first time Jack watched it, he, he was young. I don't know how young. But the, um, the zombie Billy. Yeah. Which first is Doug time, Bradley, not Doug yeah. Bradley, Doug Jones. Uh, Doug Jones, yeah. The first time he saw him, he was like, oh. and then when he realised that Billy's actually a nice guy, he was like, oh, okay. And that was how he come overcome that fear of, oh, it's a zombie. Now it's like, oh, it's a zombie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but my, my kids are really, like, especially Halloween time, my kids are really desensitised because we put up so many decorations. We'll bring them down. I'll get everything out of the loft probably beginning of September. Yeah. And start like organizing how I'm going to set stuff up. And like in my conservatory, it's literally rammed. So to get in our back garden, you go through the conservatory. So if our kids want to go in the back garden, they walk past Freddy Krueger with his glove hanging over their head. Do I need to ring child services on you or? <laughs> no, they, they literally they walk through and they're like, they look at it and they kind of like chuckle to themselves because it doesn't scare them because they, they've got no idea who these people are. My kids are really sheltered from from horror movies, uh, and that's a conscious decision I've made. But my yeah, older yeah. Bo- my older boys I, watch stuff, and I, I know they will watch Fifteens with me because they're old enough. And I know full well when they go around their mate's house, they're sat there watching Saw and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I know they are. Yeah. See, I my daughter's only two, so I'm I'm at an age, I'm at an age, but I'm at a point in my life now where I know how obsessed I am with horror. My wife isn't, which is strange for me to explain right now, but she isn't. So when when I do pre-prep for the shows and stuff like that, like I don't watch them with my wife the same way you do with Lisa. Like that is time I have to find for myself to, to be able to watch these things because she's she just doesn't get it. <laughs> Considering I'm sat here now in a Dream Warriors t-shirt and I've got every <laughs> single horror film you can think of behind me with a Michael Myers mask over my shoulder. And, you know, and it's like, we couldn't be more worlds apart, but it's not because it we're worlds apart in terms of taste in film. She just doesn't watch TV, man. She just doesn't watch TV. She doesn't watch film. She just, she'd rather go and listen to music or read a book than she would sit and she thinks sitting in front of a TV is 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 worse. Do you know what? Do you know what, man? I should really divorce her. <laughs> the, the thing is that opposites attract. There's a there's a trend going around on all, most video social media at the moment. It's on TikTok. It's on uh, Instagram. So the, the trend is that. Every perfect couple have two elements. One element who's incredibly boring and the other element who's completely fucking insane. And if you've got that, you'll have a long, happy relationship. So are you saying you've got that? I've got it. I've definitely got it. My wife is fucking insane. My love of horror does not make me insane. My wife is a lunatic. (laughs) And exactly the same here. I am the dull one in comparison. I'm sat in my office now, surrounded by horror memorabilia and posters and, and every single games console you can think of 
way back to the 90s. I'm a fucking geek, man. I'm an absolute nerd. My wife, like, <laughs> she's mental. She's mental. I, I could live here. I could live in this tiny little room for the rest of my life. I've got everything I need. <laughs> yeah. I have so, internet connection and Netflix. And I don't need anything else. Yeah, so far. I mean, the only thing I'm missing out here is a bed. So I've got access to the internet. I've got all of the subscriptions I need. I've got a fridge behind me stocked full of beer. But there's literally nothing else I need. But obviously, I need my family. So they're, yeah. they're not they're yeah. Not Let's hope our families never listen to this episode. Uh, I, I think I'm going to have to tag them when we release this one. Yeah, you might have to. You might have to. <laughs> so, but you know, we have completely diverged solely on on silliness again. And and the conversation that started all of this was A24's Bodies, Bodies, Bodies with Mr. Pete Davidson that is coming out very shortly. Yeah, and... I want to touch on A24 slightly for a little minute. Where, where, where are you with A24? Hereditary's good. X was good. The rest, I could take it or leave it, I think. Have you, seen men, have you seen Men yet? No, if I'm brutally honest, it just doesn't... There's nothing I've seen about it. Like, I've seen trailers, I've seen other bits. There's nothing that made me go, oh, I want to go watch that. See, I was very much committed to wanting to see this very early on. It's, I can't remember the director's name now. It's going to bug the life out of me if I don't remember. It's a guy who did Ex Machina, and Ex Machina is a phenomenal, phenomenal Amazing film. thing, yeah. Very, very Black Mirror-esque and all the rest of it. And he's done, I can't remember what else he's done. He's done some really, really cool stuff. Um this is completely unedited and mad. I can take the time to fucking Google this shit and tell everybody what I'm talking about. Uh, his name is... Because X Machine is the one with... Um, that's the... Uh, is it Natalie Portman? Plays the robot? No, it's um, it's how we did the Tomb Raider remake. Yeah, uh, okay, yes. She looks like Natalie Portman. Yeah, her <laughs> name is... After the castle stuff. Uh do you know what? I'm not going to be able to pronounce that. Alicia Vikander. She's 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 married to Mr. Michael Fassbender. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, she's she's yeah. It's Alex Garland. There we go. Alex Garland, and he has done on his filmography, obviously Men being the latest one, but he's done Ex Machina, Annihilation. That was a Natalie Portman one that was on Netflix. Do you remember that? Yeah. That was strange as well. But he's done some cool stuff. He's a cool director, and Ex Machina was phenomenal, and I was really, really excited to see Men. And then it came out and just sort of passed me by, really, out of nowhere, because I don't know. I don't know what it was about it, because the, the, the lead actor in it was... was um, he did that Black Mirror episode where he had sex with the pig. Uh, Rory Kinner. Yeah. I mean, where yeah. he played the prime minister and he got blackmailed into having sex with the pigs. He's like the main guy, man, in that film. And, and it looked really, really cool. But for some reason or another, man, it just it just sort of passed me by. I don't know why, because I was following it all the way through. I find with A24, they, they either go all out to push their stuff, like they did with X, like they did with Hereditary, or they do nothing and they just go, We've made a film called Men, and then a couple of months later, go there's the trailer, and then never speak of it. It's yeah. almost like no one pushes it. It's just bizarre. Because because Hereditary for me is one of the best horror films 
in the past 10 years. I don't think anything has come close to the experience I've had in that. I, I enjoyed it. There's bits of it I thought were absolutely phenomenal. There's bits where I kind of went, mm. to, it, toward, it, towards it, the end, I started to, to pick holes in it a little bit more. But up until that, up until the point where we end up with the, the really what's going on, so all the time it was very ambiguous and it wasn't, it wasn't spoon feeding it to you. I was really, really into it. When you get to those closing scenes and they kind of give you everything, I kind of felt the reveal I was a bit underwhelmed by. I wanted more. I never got that at all from that film. I, I genuinely felt that was... One Don't of get me wrong, only... it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It's a, it's a, it's a five-star film for me. Something that I very rarely hand out to modern films these days. The, and that's the, what sort of modern films are great. The, the lamppost, the lamppost is probably the most shocked I've been watching a horror movie for a long time. Yeah, that was mental. But <laughs> for me, it was a bit with um, uh, Tony Collette, where she she chases him and she runs up to the ceiling and she's head yeah. the loft hatch to get through to him. And then she gets the piano wire and stuff. I was like, fuck, you know, that was, that was a moment where I was like, Tony Collette, you fucking deserve an Oscar for this film because you are insanely talented. Yeah. It, it's, it's a really good film. There's no getting away from it. I, I, I just don't know. I just don't, I'm not a huge A24 fan. They have a couple that are like brilliant. Like X was brilliant. I loved that. Um, Hereditary was really good, but everything else I just kind of find it. I kind of feel sometimes they tried to be a bit, Tedious. They try to go, we are A24 and we make really clever horror movies, which is why I loved X, because they went, we're A24, here's a slasher from the 70s, enjoy. Yeah, you see, the thing is, though, it's like, is, is what, is it A24's fault? Are they solely responsible? Because they're just a distribution company. They're like Bloomhouse, you know, they're, they're Bloomhouse. Yeah. Bloomhouse. They're, they're, they're not necessarily the creative force behind it. They're just the backing and the provider for it. So are we just as a, as a, as a viewer falling into a self sense of security, thinking that they're responsible for producing these films, even though they are the producers and the, and the backing behind it, it's it's the director's vision, it's the director's story. It's, yeah, it's, it's, and there's also who are financing it, are they? So uh, it's like, uh, have they got themselves into a niche involuntarily? Yeah, I think they have, but there's also there's a, there's an element that it's our fault. It's it's horror movie viewers' faults. Because every time we watch a horror movie that is very basic, that is a good horror movie, but it's very basic, follows a very basic story, we go, oh, there's nothing that really surprised us. And then when you get something that does surprise you, you go, oh, yeah, well, I saw it coming. And then you get someone like A24 who come along and they work with, they produce a movie that they know is really out there. They're doing that because they're listening to us going, meh, meh. Yeah. And if we, if we weren't doing that, I mean, I would quite happily take a decent slasher every year as a new movie. I'd be like, that's great, another slasher. See, this is the thing. This is what I feel like they're doing with bodies, bodies, bodies. I feel like they're going so self-aware and meta with themselves. It's like, we've done this, we've given you something outstanding, you've pissed and moaned about it, and you've fucking talked shit about it. Here's your basic slasher trope film. This is your, by the book, take it as you will. This is what happens. This is how it's going to unfold. You're still going to bitch and moan about it, but here you go. And I'm curious, man. I'm really fucking curious to see how well, it play out. Well, there was a point 
where it was rumoured that A24 were going to get the Ghostbusters franchise. Uh, and I'm so glad they didn't. I am, yeah, I'm glad. I haven't seen Ghostbusters Afterlife. I know you fucking loved and raved about it, but... If you, if you loved... If Ghostbusters 1 and 2 had the same impact on you growing up as it did on me, where that was... I, I went, this is amazing. And then Ghostbusters 2, I was like, this is absolutely insane and so stupid, but I absolutely love it. If you loved all of those characters as much as I did, to see them back was just i just sat there the whole way through like arms folded smile on my face two team boys sat next to me and they're looking at me going this is good it's like yes it is yes it is this is this so is because you, this, this is because, will, this will separate us as people where are you ghostbusters one or ghostbusters two ghostbusters two. Oh, that's all right i was expecting you to say ghostbusters one yeah ghostbusters no. two is fucking sublimely better than ghostbusters yeah, one. ghostbusters so this Ghostbusters Afterlife is the bad... I'm not giving any spoilers away. It's the bad guy from Ghostbusters 1. It's Zool. is back. Yeah, the... The, the... the demon they killed on top of the building. Yes. Yeah, so she's back. She, she's the, the baddie in Afterlife. Just, um, just but, ruining that for me, mate. Just. It's, it's not ruined. That, that's not a spoiler. That you find it that kind of feels like kind of feels like that is a big plot point that you've just given a word for me and no, the audience. You find it on out really, I mean, literally in the first two minutes of the movie, it's not. A I'm saying it's like this film hasn't been out for two years already, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but then they've taken the I, I tell you what it felt like to me, it felt like someone had got Ghostbusters 2 and they'd got Stranger Things and they'd smashed them together. That's what it felt like. But Stranger Things is awesome and Ghostbusters 2 is awesome. So this must be awesome. It, it, it is awesome. It is, it's, I've never reviewed it. I've never done a review of it. If I was to score it now, it's a 10 out of 10. Straight 10 out of 10. It's so good. I, I, I do want to watch it. I do, I do. You see, I'm one of those people who's like, Ghostbusters 1 and 2 is fucking awesome. They fucked it up with the female reboot. After they fucked it up again. I don't want to have to sit through a female reboot of Ghostbusters again, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but that, that had four in it. How could they possibly go wrong with four in it? I like Ghostbusters with a female reboot. It was actually an entertaining watch, but it wasn't Ghostbusters. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It, it had none of the... It, just, it was like basically there's someone who... If, if we knew how to meet and I'd explain to you the premise of Ghostbusters and said, go away and make a Ghostbusters film, that is what they produced. They didn't watch one and two before they made this film, as far as, far as I was aware. When I watched the, 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 is it even classed as a timeline? Is it is it part of the? If it is, it shouldn't be. I don't think it is. I think it's a pure standalone. But the, this one's great. It's, it's got Ant Man in it. Ant Man's amazing in it. I can't remember. It's Paul Rudd. Yeah, of course he is. He started his he started his career in Halloween. What, what else do you expect? In this, he's exceptional. So uh, the character they give him is just perfect for how he acts it just works so well you've got a couple of the cast of stranger things are in it i can't think what their names are but they're in it um and then you've got the original cast what more could you want how did they handle that i mean obviously spandle spoilers are well gone now this film's been out long enough if you haven't seen ghostbusters at this point then shame yeah. on you and shame um, on me as well because i haven't but then um, obviously um E Egon, I want to say Ivan Drago. <laughs> no, e e Egon Spengler, obviously the actor who played him, Harold Reigns has died. Harold Reigns, that's all. Uh, how did they handle that? 
CGI hologram. That, that is a spoiler, and I don't want to give it away. Right. Okay. Okay. But he is in it. Uh, in it in a way that I never thought was possible. Cool. Well, blew, I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there because I do. Yeah. I do want to see it, and I do want to watch it, and especially now that you've you've confirmed my. Um, my apprehensions about watching it in the first place. So I will go back and I will check out. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's a good place to knock it on the head because I'm I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> you eat really late. I'm well eaten and, and yes. sorted by the time we always record. You 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 wait till like I mean bear in mind right now it's we're we're knocking on for like half eleven UK time and and we've just recorded a full shining episode with the outstanding ghost note and you are only just about to sit down and eat your tea. Yeah. Yeah. You're a lunatic, man. You're a well, lunatic. <laughs> it just shows how much work I put into this. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'll, um, I'll speak to you later on. All right. Cheers, dude. I'll All speak right. to you later. Cheers, cheers guys. Right. See you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to our latest edition of Horror Movie News. Uh, if you like this and you want to check out the main show, make sure you head over to our website, which is YouRunPodcast.com Remember, you run the show.